Okay, so first of all, I'd just like to address those online. Good morning to you, um, if you have your Bibles ready, and um, I'll be calling out some scriptures, um, but we've got to move quite quick this morning. We're a bit behind the pace, um, and I've got quite a bit of scripture to get through, but I'm just going to be reading through those, not divulging into them too much, because they speak for themselves, okay? So I am preaching on the anointing, and the question is, what is the anointing? Okay, so as I was pondering this question, as I got asked to preach, and I knew what God had called me to preach on, as I was pondering this question and filtering it through my knowing of Scripture and my experiences with walking with the Spirit of God, I heard the Father speak to me, and he said this to me. He said, the anointing is the power of God for the believer to be and fulfill all that he has called them to be in Christ. Amen. Um, as well as that, I heard him say, the anointing is the abiding presence of God, the Holy Spirit. It is God's supernatural ability coming upon the believer for them to be like Christ in every way. I need to relax a little bit. What's going on? <laughs> okay. So, the anointing is for us to bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Okay? The anointing helps us, well, yeah, more than helps us not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. The anointing is tangible. You can feel the anointing, okay? You're, the, the Holy Spirit is spoken about as a, in the Bible as the helper, uh, the comforter. You'll know God's comfort. You'll know his presence, okay? Um, we've actually got a demonstration this morning, and I'm going to show you physically what the anointing looks a little bit like in the spirit. And also, there's a shadow of this in the Old Testament, okay, where God would send prophets to anoint people, and also the Holy Spirit would then come on it, and they would receive power from upon high to do things that normal men or women couldn't do. So, Mark, if you could come up this morning. You haven't done a runner review. All right, everyone say good morning, Mark. This is Mark, a.k.a. Mark Meridius, a.k.a. Wolfie. Right, I'll get your towels, mate. Go and run and get your towels. You have one job. Go get your towels. Come on, mate. Cool. Oh, it's a little bit toasty, isn't it? Gosh. Just put this down here. It's the fire of God, that is. <clears throat> right, mate. Yeah, one for you. Right. So I've got some normal standard olive oil, okay? Lovely. <laughs> Can I have the next slide, please? I don't know if you managed to be able to get that scripture to come up. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Everyone excited this morning? Poor old Mark. Any more? <laughs> right. So, like I said, this is just a physical demonstration. And the oil represents the Holy Spirit, okay? And the Bible even says this, that... Oil is significant in regards to reference to the Holy Spirit. So the scripture we have here, so what is the anointing for? What is it for? And so we haven't got the reference to where the scripture is, so I should probably give you that. Oh, it is there. Okay, fantastic. Okay. So as for, the anoint, uh, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. Okay, that's in short, all right? You'll find that. So... Mark, if you would just drink that for us, please. Drink. It's olive oil. It's good for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. He's a good brother. He's a good brother. Amen. <laughs> All right. So when we give our lives to Jesus, 
when we submit our lives to him, when we come to believe in the truth of the gospel, okay, we receive the Holy Spirit, which is promised to us. And that anointing comes to abide in you and remain in you, and Scripture tells us that it will teach you in all things, okay? That's not to say we don't need teachers. God has blessed us with teachers in the church, and they also have the anointing, and they teach by the anointing, okay? Um, Do you have the next Scripture? No. All right, so I'll read from my sheet now. Thank you. Just a moment, guys. Sorry. Okay, cool. I had them here. Okay. It wasn't that scripture I wanted. Okay, so in reference to what I just showed you, uh, in the book of John, uh, chapter 20, verse 21 to 22, again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? So you've just seen Mark drink, drink the oil, and it was uh, an analogy of him receiving the Holy Spirit, okay? Later on, uh, this is after Jesus has arose from the dead, and he's appeared to them in his glorified body. Uh, this is Acts 1, 4 to 5. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So I'm now going to show you what that looks like physically as I cover my good friend Mark in oil oil this morning, okay? So it's a real thing, right? This is what it looks like a bit in the spirit, okay? Would you like some more? This is good for your hair, bro. This could be here. I think that'll do. That'll do, right? I'm not going to use the whole thing. Okay. So Jesus came to his disciples and he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. If that was all there was, then Jesus wouldn't tell them to go and wait in Jerusalem because the Spirit was about to be poured out and they were to receive the baptism of the Spirit, okay? So I just feel led to point out that there's more for us in Christ, okay? Sometimes when we come to uh, give our life to Christ. We receive the Holy Spirit, but we don't receive the power upon high because either one, you haven't been told about it, or two, you just haven't stepped out to receive it. All right, let's move on because of time. Right. Mate, you can get yourself cleaned up or you can stay standing there. Everyone give Mark a round of applause, please. Gosh, Jesus. Nice one, bro. Okay, what is it for, please? All right, we've already gone through this, but there's a slide early. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. So the anointing abides in you. It is the Holy Spirit. It is uh, God never leaving you and never forsaking you, and it is him teaching you in all things, okay? It's a real relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, okay? The anointing is also for you personally and is also for others, okay? So the anointing you receive abides in you. It's going to teach you. Uh, The anointing upon you is also for others, okay? So as you step out, um, as you uh, hear from God and you pray for people and you manifest his kingdom in the name of Jesus, the anointing is tangible, it's also transferable, and you will see uh, Christ-like results, okay? Because the anointing is from God. Um, As well as this, um, it will bear witness to the name of Jesus, and then people that you're stepping out in faith for, they'll get to taste and see that God is good and that he loves them, right? 
So I've got a scripture here. <clears throat> you know what has happened throughout the province of Judah, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So see how Jesus' life before his baptism and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, there were no miracles, okay? There were no signs and wonders. And these things bear witness to the power of God and the reality of God, okay? It's not that we're miracle-focused or signs and wonders-focused. We're Jesus-focused. We're God-focused. But these bear witness to the kingdom that is not of this world, right? Amen? Okay. Um, I just want to show you something as well, because I've just brought Jesus up. And sometimes people are like, well, yeah, that's Jesus. You know, Jesus could go around doing those things, right? So Jesus calls the 12 disciples to himself. Sorry, I know I'm not referencing scriptures now, but um, just because of time delay, if, uh, if you Google these things or whatever, you'll find the scriptures that will come up. Uh, so Jesus called the 12 disciples, who were also known as the apostles, and he gave them power and authority to cast out demons and to heal all diseases. Okay, so still some of you might say, well, that was the apostles, that was the disciples. That's not for us. Jesus then chose 72 disciples, sent them out with the same power and authority, and they came back rejoicing, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject, uh, subject to us in your name, because the anointing will bear witness to the name of Jesus, okay? Amen. Jesus says, do not rejoice about this, but rejoice because your name is written in the book of life, and that's far more important than that, you know, your name is written in heaven, so, right, I'm going to keep moving on. Right, slide six, please. Why do you need it? For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, it is living by God's power, right? It is great to speak about Jesus. It is great to go out to people and say, Jesus loves you, right? I mean, it's better to tell them how you know he loves them, you know, that he came and died on the cross for them. But it's a lot more than just chitter-chatter, right? It's a demonstration of power. It's living by God's power. You see, when the disciples went out, they would preach the gospel. The king, they'd say, the kingdom of God is near. And then people getting killed. They're getting set free from demons. I think they're believing in the reality that God exists, right? They're not just hearing about this God who's far away, okay? So why do you need the anointing? To do what God has called you to do is impossible without it, Okay? And uh, one of the last things that Jesus said before he ascended was, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. So God sent the Son into the world to sacrifice himself, but also to bring about the kingdom and the manifestation of the kingdom, which is obviously from heaven. You know, there's no sickness in heaven, there's no... Demons in heaven, in, in, in God's heaven, you know, there's no oppression in heaven. It's just joy and joy unspeakable in the presence of God, right? So I've got a couple more scriptures to read. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Again, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received freely give, okay? Without the anointing, you can't be like Christ. You can't reveal Christ. You can't resist the lust of the flesh. The anointing is God's grace for a believer. 
and it's not by no strength or work of your own, and God gets all the glory. The anointing is also more than these things. It's God's empowering grace on your life. It's his grace to come into your life. The anointing is for your workplace. It's God's grace and favor in your workplace, okay? The anointing is for your marriages, that they run smoothly as it is Christ-centered. Your anointing is for parenting. Your anointing is for relationships and so much more, okay? As God anoints things, as you submit your life to him and as you surrender to him and you say, Father, your will and not mine, because I believe your will's far better as I've come to know you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, as he anoints things in your life, they'll begin to run smooth, like oil. It will cause supernatural results. That which was rusty or dry now becomes lubricated and it becomes wet, and you'll see supernatural results. Right, let's continue to move on. I just feel a bit of the pressure of time this morning. Let's have a little drink. Is everyone enjoying themselves? I'm not speaking too quick, huh? <laughs> right. Slide seven, please. Ah, how do I get it? It's probably a question that a lot of you are asking, right? How do I get it? Right. Before that, I'm just going to share a little bit about my experience operating in the anointing that God has put on my life. So I've been a Christian. I actually like to refer to as a son because the Bible references the sons of God more than it does Christians. So I've been a son of God since I was born again for about four years now. Um, my journey began in this house and it continues to continue in this house. Now, once I was filled with the Spirit, I began to hear God speak in supernatural ways um, where I would hear a time and a place and a location and a name of the person. And I'd be like, well, if that's you, then there's only one way to find out. If I go, then, then, I, then I realize. And I would go to these different places and I'd meet people by the name at the time and the place and I'd speak to them about Jesus. But I didn't have power. I didn't have power. I didn't have boldness and I didn't have courage and I didn't pray for them. And the first time that happened, I was terribly afraid. But by the grace of God, I got through it, and it absolutely rocked my world. So I began to hear the voice of God, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit teaching me in all things. I began to hear his words of affection, his words of affirmation. You know, we're not just talking about instructions and commands and go and do this. It's, you know, do you know how much I love you, my son? You know, everything is okay. You know, you have nothing to worry about. You know, he's a good, good father, right? Now, a few months on, um, as I continue to read the word, and it's so important that you read the word. Jesus says, abide in my words, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He wants you to be set free, right? And he's told you how to become set free. Abide in the word. You'll come to an understanding and know the truth. So as I began to read, you know, the baptism of the Spirit at Pentecost, and these gifts of the Spirit speaking in tongues, and I'll be here, and I'd see people like praying in tongues and I'd be like what is this you know like this sounds awesome what's going on as they're doing this you know like so I began to hunger for these things and I prayed and I asked God to baptize me in the spirit and I asked for the gift of tongues and I received that here so after I'd received the baptism of the spirit I began to see signs wonders and miracles okay um I mean I've seen cancer healed as God has led me to step out in faith 
I've seen stage four terminal lung cancer cured with medical reports to prove it. I've seen backs healed. I've seen demons cast out. I've seen, oh, listen, miracles that are just outstanding. You know, like someone with something blocked, stuck up their nose, you know, and, and after prayer, it's just fallen out, you know, a little child. Um, and even more recently, as I was preparing to preach on the anointing, it's like God just turned it up a notch. And over the last few weeks, I've seen two people baptized in the Spirit of God um, and just seen their lives dramatically change as they are baptized. Receive the gift of tongues. I mean, there's a chap called Chris. Um, after he was prayed for, received the baptism of the Spirit, just these blessings just kept coming into his life. Like he had an anonymous donation of a thousand pounds into his bank, right? The bank couldn't even explain it. What was that? <laughs> Is this the leader saying, huh? Oh, you don't like me talking about that. It's still working. Yeah? Okay. Um, yeah, money donated into his bank. Uh, people that owed him money now saying, hey, here's some money, and also we're going to pay you for your work now. Um, you know, I've seen people that have been believing in Jesus for a long time, yet they've not really known him or seen his kingdom made manifest, and they've had a faith for a long time, yet they've been missing something, which is the baptism of the Spirit. And then once they've received it, their life has begun to dramatically change as, God anointing, as God's anointing soaks their life. You know, there was a probably a 56-year-old lady uh, more recently who was just baptized in the Spirit for the first time, and she's had a faith for years, right? And she's praying in the Spirit, and God's just absolutely blessing her. Um, also, I was led to, in my preparation, to go to Tent Revival, which was in London recently, um, just to see what Daniel Chand was doing in his ministry and just enjoy what was going on. And on one particular evening, um, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, um, the things that you believe, you're going to be even more convinced after this evening. So I've joined in the worship. I've gone up for old school. I'm encouraging other people. They've got a ministry team that's ministering. There's people falling out in the spirit. There's people being healed. There's demons manifesting, getting cast out, right? It's the real deal. Um, and as I'm there, I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. I want you to step out and start praying for people. Because there's a lot of people, and the ministry team's quite small, right? And I went, no way. I was like, this isn't my house. I'm not doing that, right? But the word didn't leave me. For 10, 15 minutes, I wrestled with this word. And he didn't stop. And he said to me, in a minute, you're going to miss it. So there was a gentleman in front of me, and he was waiting. There's a lot of people patiently waiting. Did you know Jesus would minister to everyone? Did you know everyone would get what they needed, right, from Jesus? If they were sick, they got healed. If they were oppressed with a demon, they got healed. He would minister to thousands, and then he would go and rest, right? Um, but Jesus was given the spirit without measure. Amen. Um, so I step out in faith, and I say, hey, bro, can I pray for you? He said, yeah. I said, what do you need? He named three serious illnesses that I couldn't even repeat to you right now. I mean, one was uh, fibromyalgia. That's what I remember. And there were three others. His body was racked with pain and stiffness, unbeknown to me. He could barely walk properly, and he, couldn't, he hadn't been able to run for five years. Now, I got 60 seconds with the Holy Spirit and the anointing to pray for this guy before their ministry team jumped on me and said, hey, you can't do that. That's against our policy. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know, but I'm sure God told me to pray for him. And he's like, right, it's fine, but I respect you, but you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Anyway, I knew he got healed because the moment I started praying, started speaking live over him, he was just getting wrecked. And I said to him, you're healed. Anyway, for the next 10 minutes, I see him start to run around inside this large tent. And he keeps coming back and he's perplexed, right? <clears throat> I don't know that he couldn't run at this point. I didn't know. Anyway, he comes back and I said, I said, what's going on? And he's like, you don't know this, but I haven't been able to run for five years. And I was like, praise God. At this point, they're giving testimonies. I'm telling you, people that couldn't walk were walking there. People that couldn't see could see there, right? God was doing stuff in that place. They get him up on stage, and he shares testimony. It's there online to see, you know, uh, praise God. My name wasn't mentioned. I was kind of thinking like that a little bit at the time. I was like, yes, Lord, you know, and now, you know, they jumped on me, and they said I couldn't, and now you're about to confirm. There's a load of rubbish, right? It's just pride trying to enter into the heart because God gets all the glory. So there's just a few testimonies. There's so many more, so many more. So back to slide seven, please. How do I get it? You get the anointing by God's grace through faith, okay? That's how you get the anointing. And I'm going to show you now. What have you got on slide eight, please? There's not a slide eight that exists. I've got one. Right, let's have a drink. We're, we're very nearly there, so is everyone still okay? You're not bored. Okay. Right, my slide eight. Right, I'm reading some scripture now from the book of Galatians. Chapter 3, from 1 to 6. This is a church that Paul the Apostle had established in Galatia. These are believers. They had seen signs, wonders, and miracles. They had received the Holy Spirit. They'd been baptized in the Spirit. So I'm going to read from there. O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit... By obeying the law of Moses, of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain. Was it? I ask you again. So twice the same question. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Right, I hope you all heard that, and I hope that that went in this morning. If you're still wondering what that means, then go to the scripture and spend a little bit of time there. Start to read Galatians, start to read Romans, okay? So we're speaking about faith here. So what Paul was pointing out, just along. What Paul was pointing out, that they had started their lives now in the new covenant, in the new way by the Spirit, and it had nothing to do with the law of Moses, right? And that actually the law of Moses is workings of the flesh. It's you trying to prove yourself, and it's self-righteousness, but I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole other preach, right? So the way for you to live a life filled with the Spirit, because that's what the anointing is. It's the Holy Spirit. So Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, right? So for you to live your life in this new way, led by the Spirit, which makes things a lot easier, which manifests God's kingdom, which God gets all the glory because you didn't earn it, deserve it, didn't strive for it, work for it or anything. You just believed in the message which you heard, has nothing to do with the law, but everything to do with believing the message that you heard. 
It's like the first time someone brought the good news to you, the gospel. And he's speaking to an established church here, right? That they have fallen from grace and they're gone back under an old way of living, right? Which God doesn't want them to have anything to do with, right? And the law is good, the law is perfect, the law is holy, and it has its place, and it's a fading covenant and a fading glory. But a new covenant is, anyway, I'm, I'm going off here, and we haven't got time for that. But you're going to have to study that one out. Holy Spirit. So I'm going to share with you that message now. That message that you first heard. The message that brought transformation by grace into your life. The message of hope. And it's that same message that you anchor yourself in every single day. It's that message that saves you, okay? And it's the message of God's grace in him sending his son. So do you have slide nine? No slide nine. Dudes! Where's James? James. Right. Romans 4.25, this is the simplest version of the gospel that I've discovered as I was reading, because on my journey as a Christian, I'm reading all these different scriptures, I'm reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff in there, and I'm like, but it still doesn't seem clear, so I'm, um, I'm studying the Bible, I'm like, what is the gospel, you know, I don't feel like I'm grounded in it, Romans 4.25, it says this, he was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. So Jesus is deaf. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever would believe on him would never be put to shame and whoever placed their faith and trust in him received the free gift of eternal life. Okay? You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. It was always free. It's God's grace to us. So he was handed over to die because of our sins and then he was raised to life to make us right with God, for our justification, okay? So sin's been paid for, trespasses have been paid for, the whole lot, he who knew no sin has became sin on the cross, right? And more than that, it says he bore our sicknesses, our diseases, our infirmities, our lack. It said that he became a curse on the cross, for curses everyone who's hung on a tree, right? Poverty is a curse, Right? People say, oh, it's a prosperity gospel. The gospel is prosperity as a whole. We're talking about prosperity for your soul. You were condemned to hell. But faith in Christ is now seated you in heavenly places. Right? We're not just talking about money in the bank. But God wants you well. He wants you, you know, how much better is God as a father than any one of us? Right? You know the scriptures. We're not preaching a prosperity gospel here. We're preaching the gospel which is prosperous because God loves us. Right? Oh, I feel like smiling right now. No joy right now, no. <laughs> right. Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so I hope this has stirred you up this morning. And I believe God's here to do some very special things this morning. He wants you all to receive his grace. See, you never come to God expecting uh, expect him to receive something based on what you have done, right? Because God can't bear witness to that because it's back under the law. Now, you do see stuff happen under that covenant. Do you know why? Because it is a fading glory, and there are men that can keep the law pretty well, and it means the Holy Spirit can come and he can be with them. But the moment that they fall short, he has to go. But the Holy Spirit isn't with us because of our keeping of the law. He's with us because the one who kept the law perfectly, 
And I'm not going to continue to stay here. This is another, I could preach for this for weeks, right? For you to really get it. But I know the Lord's here this morning. So the anointing is freely received. If you come to freely receive it. If you come and, and place your faith and trust in the gospel. And but what I'm talking about is the abiding presence of God coming to live with you and also the power of God coming upon you that you can actually go out into this town and that you can begin to transform it, manifesting the kingdom, right? That people will start to talk about our Jesus because they've been healed, as they tell their neighbor, as they tell their friend, right? There's nothing that our Lord can't heal, nothing. I don't care if it's mental health, right? I don't care if it's any sort of sickness, cancer, or disease, right? It doesn't exist in heaven, and we're talking about the kingdom of heaven being made manifest. So I declare in this house this morning that the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free in Jesus' name. So we're just going to have an older call now. You, anything at all? No, it's fine. It's fine. I just, yeah, 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 he's enjoying himself. So we're going to have an older call now, time to respond. But we're actually just going to wait on the Holy Spirit a moment. Because that's the one that we're talking about this morning.